Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Heat Army Podcast Live. Uh, we've got a good show lined up for you today. We're going to be speaking to Matt from the Oldham Podcast, which I forgot the actual name of it, which I shouldn't, I shouldn't really often. when you've got a guest sitting waiting in the wings. Um, so we'll be previewing the Oldham game. We'll be talking about the South End result as well. And not only that, uh, we didn't mention it on Wednesday during the Ladies' Night podcast when we had the, the obviously the ladies' team on. The sad passing of former manager uh, Tony Lee. Um, we, you know, we had his uh, son on, Graham Lee Spike, uh, earlier in the season. There he is there, fantastic man. We'll be talking about him later. Um, we always seem to give people the flowers after the die. I'm really proud that we were able to, you know, have his son on, I think it was about eight months ago, and talk to him about Tony because he was in ill health at the time, but we talked about what a special man he was. And uh, we'll be talking about that later on. So if anyone's got any messages, please do send those in uh, and uh, say it's a, a sad thing, but uh, he was celebrated yesterday at Middlesbrough on the 75th minute on the screen there. And they got a fantastic ovation, the Lee family, uh, when that happened. So that's just a lovely touch. And uh, the football community, all the teams he managed with, he's uh, Scarborough, um, I think uh, Bishop Auckland and uh, Billingham Sinfonia, just to mention a few. They all put a lovely touch and tribute to the man. So, you know, we're going to carry on that vein and uh, talk about him uh, a little bit later on. Uh, like and subscribe as ever. It really does help. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening on the audio version uh, when it goes up, give us a try on YouTube when we're live. We're going to be going 8 p.m. on Thursdays from now on because obviously my daughter isn't sleeping properly. So uh, we're going to do a little bit earlier to try and keep <laughs> keep her in bed. Uh, messages coming in already. We've got uh, just a visionary. Hello, boys. Thank you very much. Liv Walden, good evening to you both. And we've got uh, Darren Walden, evening lads, back in the middle of the Irish Sea. Well, there we go. So a favourite overseas listener there. Uh, but we say that to everyone that listens from abroad. So um, we've got there, we've got Mason's football chat. Hopefully the club does something on Tuesday for Tony. Well, I would imagine they will because obviously people that's involved in the club knew Tony as well. So we'll we'll get into that. Um, Mickey, just a little, uh, uh, little uh, mention about yesterday's game. Obviously went down there, lost a man in the first half. It sounds like Aaron Martin's lost his head in in the moment in a scuffle. I uh, haven't seen any footage, but uh, you know to play the rest of the game with ten men and only finish one nil shows that the team played very strong, kept the shape, but not ideal in the running that we've got against the teams we're going to be playing, which you've got to see on paper are winnable. Um, to go in there half cocked up front is a, a bit of a kick in the teeth. I haven't seen anything to be honest. So obviously, like yourself, uh, I was waiting for the commentary. And it never yeah, came can I just say a big thank you to BBC Essex with the the money they've got in the BBC? Everyone's license fee. I know I'm not. I know I do commentary and things happen. You have problems, but at least I've never been off for the whole game. Absolutely disgusting from the BBC. They did not even attempt to fix that because nothing changed. I was refreshing that screen. They did nothing. On there, what so can, I, I cannot see how South End would let them if they're I, trying to charge four four forty nine or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I can't see how they can let another channel come and sell it for free. Wow. The same issues and mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was it was poor form. Whether it was their fault or not, but still, uh, from the BBC, you expect more, you expect better. Um, so yeah. What's, could it could have been there? We're protesting against him. Uh, I don't think. I think if it, it would have been, but they were going out on local radio, um, so it w- wasn't yeah. that the fact that it was just online. It was off. Uh, it, so yeah, just one of them things. Frust- it might have been out of their hands. We don't know. It was frustrating for myself. 
It is. But by all accounts, obviously, it, the big protest. Really and, uh, and uh, you know, we hope that they get through this, uh, not just from a personal reason, because if they do go um, out, if they get thrown out and you know go out of business, we lose three points on in our relegation battle, which is you know awful, but awful for them. We know what it's like. They you are know, having your team on it's, on the cusp of losing three points is nothing compared to losing the football. Not at all. Not at all. Um, right. Also, we're talking about Oldham coming up. We have a guest. We're going to quickly play our sponsors video. And when we come back, we're going to be speaking to Matt. Uh, he's a lovely lad. We've already spoken to him so far. Um, so when we come back, we'll be getting right into the Oldham preview. Thank you to our sponsors, Northern Print Solutions. We're joined by Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Good evening, Dave. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. I'm looking forward to the game on Tuesday. Um, it's kind of a game where you can level things up this season um, with the FA Trophy result. I mean, we've had a draw last week and it, it felt like for us it was a, a great comeback. But for yourselves, was it uh, three points thrown away? Uh I'm not surprised you're looking forward to playing us, to be honest with you. I saw both those games and, uh, you know, I reckon you'd fancy you'd fancy coming out of that game undefeated against us in three, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> it was it was really disappointing. It's one of the, you know what it's like when the, you, there are some games that you draw, but you feel like you're lost. Yeah. And, and that, that was one of them. And um, I thought. I thought we were well in control in the second half and we, we started to press. That's what we need to do. If we play high up the pitch and we press and we stop teams playing, then then that suits us. And that's exactly what we were doing. And we got two up and then we just dropped back. You guys are good footballing. You're a good footballing team. Like you pass the ball really well. You you create chances. And the last thing that that we could afford to do was to just drop off and give you the time and space. And, and it's exactly what we did. And the goals, it was just like we just. Kept, I thought they were going to end up back in the stand with us behind the goal. The defenders, they were dropping that deep. Yeah. Um, and you know, the keeper made a right hash of it at the end and fumbled a, a really tame cross. Yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? But yeah. I, I mean, I think we've played you twice now. We've, we should have the we should have the measure of you for Tuesday night, and, and you know, I'd like to think we can we can go there and get our second away win of the season. Yeah. <laughs> For a good game, isn't it? it was, there's a lot at stake. It really rest your worries of a relegation battle. If you really would, yeah. For us, we could potentially get out of it. Um, but I mean, just we touched on a little bit before we came on air. There's teams around us are plummeting like a stone at the moment. York managerless, Dawkins, who started off on fire, have yeah. found the second half of the season very hard going, which I thought might happen. Part time squad. And I know a lot of people say part-time doesn't really come into it in these days because players look after themselves, but the travelling is a big, big thing. It doesn't really matter in your local leagues, like your North and South leagues. Getting to the National League if you're part-time, that's going to take it out if your players are working through the week and having to travel. You know, mm. Maybe like what we did in the last two weeks is over 2,000 miles. We had Mark White on our um, football phone-in. So just to remind you, David, I'll podcast is called the boundary park alert system Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's all right and that, that goes out on a monday morning and then we have Lattice football phoning which is a bit like this live on a on a wednesday night but we get we get the fans to call in and have a chat with us um 
And uh, we had Mark White on from Dorking uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he had a, he had a ch- good chat with us for about ninety minutes. He's a great lad, um, but he was telling us like just in terms of like how much time he gets to spend with his team and everything. You know, they come in twice a week; they're all at work, and and to be mixing it like he has done, uh, even just to get where he's got Dorking is absolutely yeah. incredible achievement. It really is. Yeah. But to be mixing it like he has done in this division under those circumstances. Absolutely, fair play. What a, what a team they must have down there. Not just the players, but the, I mean the backroom staff, the personnel. I mean, there was there was an interview he did a few weeks ago where he was effing and jeffing, and uh, you know it was an honest interview. It was a heartfelt one. You know, it was industrial language, but like you couldn't help but like him. He was just honest. He didn't hide from it. He just he, he, you know he, he just said this is it. You know this is this is what this is what we're going to do. That's when they got beat off. Oldham five was it? Oldham five one. Yeah, five yeah. one. Yeah. He said, how you? How, what did he say as well? Basically, we've got beat five one because we're shit at defending. That was his exact words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you kind of help, but like someone who's so honest. Well, the thing is, in that game, they had they had they were a good possession side. You know, like like Gates said, are they? When we played Dagenham the other night, we beat them 4-2 because they played into our hands. They, they they kept pushing up and leaving loads of space for us to run into from the back. And that's what Dawkins did as well. You know, um, they had, I think it was something ridiculous, like 75% of the possession. But we just we just got five smash and grab goals. Like we were dead clinical and and that was it. And and, and we did, they, they did play into our hands completely. So, uh, can you do that to, uh, on Tuesday for us? Please? No, 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 you're all right. We'll, we'll not do no, that. you're all right. And I'll tell you what I would like you to do is you're, just keep dropping back, and just let you keep keep have a lie down and give me a <laughs> cup of coffee or a cup of tea and a biscuit, and we just go a few goals and get on with it. I was no. chatting to Mark the other. We've been sending messages back and forth, and and I said, look, we'll do you a favour now because they they their three games, including the last one, were Bromley, Wrexham, and Torquay, so really really tough game. Yeah. So real and talkies at home. So they, that would be the only one they would really fancy themselves. So I said, I'll tell you what, lads, we'll do you a favour. We'll beat Gateshead twice and Maidenhead, uh, Maidstone. Um, and then you just need to beat Torquay. And, and and as our goals are going in against you guys on Tuesday night, I'm sending in messages going, oh, we're one up, we're doing it. Yeah. And then it was like 2-1. Two, sorry, mate, it's 2-2 two, two now. Like, you know, and it looked like you might go on and win it, if anything. So yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about characters there, and uh, your new chairman. Um, he's a, I say, he probably isn't much of a character to use because of the accent and stuff, but us yeah. and you know, and his video went out, and he, you know, he, maybe not media trained and just talking like he would anyone in the streets. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I mean, we've gone from one extreme to the other. We've gone from having a, a former Moroc- a Moroccan former football agent who lived in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And spent most of his time in Dubai, like hiding from 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 fans and not communicating. To to having a local eccentric who built the world's only steam powered Land Rover, uh, rode the Atlantic at seventy years of age, was on Burr Grill Survivor. He's quite shy and retiring, really. Generally speaking, <laughs> he, he is he is a character, all right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, the, the enthusiasm that he brings, it that, I mean, obviously that's transcended into the stands and stuff now. Is it much better on a match day, especially, obviously results are starting to pick up, but does it, compared to the, the seasons gone by, it, it must be lovely at the minute, is it? Well, last, last I was just telling you before we came on air, like last season we were, you know, the last few seasons we uh, with the podcast we, we've been leading a, we were leading a charge against the owners, the pre- previous owners, and we got to the point where it was boycott starve them of money and let's get rid of them. It's the only way. So 
you know, what regardless of what the, the official attendances were being um, being um, released as last season, there were gates of like fifteen hundred in there. You know what I mean? It was the, 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 there was no atmosphere. Even our Atleticos, who were the guys behind behind the the, the goal uh, in the home end, who make all the noise, they quick going. It was dead. There was there was no facilities. One of the stands were closed. It was awful. It was just awful. And in just the short space of time that they came back, they've they've created a new fans bar. They've 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 made improvements to the floodlighting. And and you know it's it's a bottomless pit in it in terms of what you can spend when a club yeah. like Oldham. It's not just been neglected over the last four years. It's been neglected for a long long time. The stadium was you know needs a lot of work doing to it. The you know the, the infrastructure of the club, the the, the staff. Of the facilities, everything needed. So these guys have come in and they've really had just there's so much work to do, uh, and they've literally done as much as as they possibly could in a really short space of time. And it's just chalk and cheese. It really is. If we if we can actually just like get through this season and then look at actually look to next season with a you know a settled squad or a pretty much settled squad, bringing some new players, get rid of some of the dead wood because we have a massive squad of dead wood as well. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the next season could be a, actually be a good season for the first time in. It can be a reset for a club of your size. Uh, yeah. Like there's so many the likes of Doncaster Rovers, Carlisle. You know, there's clubs that have come down and bounced back up, went higher That's up. Exactly yeah. Newton exactly yeah. down. They've had a reset, and it, you know it, it can happen. It may take a while. It could it could happen instantly. I mean, look at Wrexham. They probably didn't expect to be down here as far as, as you know this long. Uh, yeah. For a club of their size and the size they've grown into since they're uh, the new owners, but yeah, it, it's it's because um, for us last season when we were like in the championship race, we were looking at League Two, thinking who could we be playing next year? You know, like obviously we're jumping from Farsley Celtic away to Oldham Athletic away. It, it's a big yeah. jump up. You're going to bigger yeah. grounds, clubs with bigger history. What was it like for you was on the other end of that, looking going, oh god, we could be going there uh, to you know Chorley next year. Yeah, I think, I mean, the National League, we never, I never thought, you know, give it a few, a couple of years ago, we were in League One for 21 years, right? We, we went from the Premier League to the Championship in no time, then we dropped into League One. We played, we had two uh, playoff campaigns in that time. We've been promoted twice since 1974, right? So we're not used to success, right? Yeah. But we're, you know, we, we're a League One team, really. That's been our level. Um and then we, you know, we dropped then into the into League Two, and then we thought, you know what, like, surely we can't. People just—it's hard to comprehend, isn't it? But then we dropped into the National League, and we never expected to be here, and um, we are. And and then I think then people have been really panicking about the prospect of dropping into the National League North. And I think had had the management, the, you know, the club management, senior management, not spent money this season, I think we would have done because, yeah. like, we've been we've been starting seasons with with brand not just a few new players, like brand new squads every single season for the last however many like years now, and turning over like that. And there's been no balance. There's been no like rhyme or reason for recruitment. You, you know, you just we ended up as like you know transfer window a few years, but we had Harry Kewell in the as the manager. Mm-hmm. We were the highest scorers in the league. I think we finished 19th because we shipped so many goals. And in January, when we needed defenders, we brought in like four wingers. You know, it was this kind of like thing where like, well, what's going on? Um, so it's just been mismanaged so badly. Yeah. So as That's much true. as it's a shot to the system, 
we are where we are because we deserve to be where we are in terms of how the club has been run. And we you can't argue, you know, it's it's not great, but people you know what fans are like, it's just like, well, well, new ground to go to, you know, yeah. and, and you just get on with it, don't you? Well, we've got a question from Mick Scully. He's but does Matt believe Unsworth is the man to take Oldham forward? Because I've seen a lot of uh, criticism uh, on the uh, Oldham Twitter, uh, the, the responses to the clubs thing. Is that a general consensus or is it just the boo boys? Uh, well, I mean, our hashtag is is crazy. Um, it's 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 a source of bewilderment and entertainment on a regular basis, but. There are some fans who have, we talked about this, we recorded our own podcast that's out tomorrow morning, uh, earlier on today, and there are some fans in our fan base that want him to fail. They made their mind up about him very, very early on, and for whatever reason, they, they, they seem to want him to fail. Um, I've been of the of the mindset that it's been the... He, he can't even... Get, he couldn't get a tougher job, tougher, tougher first job, to go from under-23s... Uh, management in the Premier League to a club which has got to rebuild everything in its football. Well, you just said there before they've got to rebuild the stability. You've got so you can't do that if you're going to chop and change manager this quick. Exactly, and there was no. We didn't have any. We didn't have a scouting network. We didn't have any kind of recruitment system. We we used to get the old last from the last ownership. It was the owner's brother Mohammed who was. He used to recruit players. He was the sporting director. And, you know, he used to just bring in, like, third-division French players that had never played in English football and, and brought them to Oldham, telling them that they'd be living in Manchester and things like that. And, you know, it, it was just farcical. So we, we the, the job is huge. Staying in the league this season is enough. It really is. And then next season, with the budget that we've got, I'll be able to answer that question properly because I don't think you can really judge – I don't think you can really judge him on this season. Because yeah. I don't think – I think anyone coming in with the size of the job would struggle, yeah. Especially the, the whole the whole circle of the circumstances as well. Yeah, I think he so, own, yeah. if he gets his own preseason in, his the own time to assess the players he wants to keep. We'll exactly. So we'll there. see. We'll, we'll we'll see next season. Yeah, but have you got any questions for us? Anything that you're wondering about Gateshead? Um, I mean, I was I was well, I was impressed with with Gateshead when I watched you both times. Ours is a bad pitch. It's, mm-hmm. it's very dry. It's very bobbly. Um, but you seem to be for a team that's struggling um, down the bottom of the table. I was impressed with the attitude um, on Tuesday. On Tuesday night, in particular, is is there a good like you know because you didn't give up? It was two 0 down. You kept going. You look like a team that is uh, believes in in each other um, and is playing for each other. And, I, and you, you must be pleased. Is that right? Is that like a general a generally a good assessment? And are you pleased with although you're having a difficult season? Are you pleased with how it's going? Uh, I think the, 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 the player, a lot of them players are from last season for the start mm. and some even longer and we've just put little building blocks in I mean injuries has hampered us big time all season but the philosophy from the manager is football, football, football he do, he wants to, he likes to watch passing football he's a, he's a big Liverpool fan he likes the way they press and he likes the way they play the football so that's what he's imposing on us, and that's the way we've played. When we go long ball, we look absolutely crap. If you want yeah, the gods on us, we can't play long ball. There's, I know a lot of people criticise that we maybe don't have a plan B, but plan A opens up so many doors. And if the team are all like, say, we were two 0 down, we kept going, kept. It's the process, as, as uh, Mike Williamson calls it, uh, and um, you know he believes in that process. He's instilled it in the players. The 
have brought in players this season that haven't bought into the process, I don't believe, that have left so far. They didn't have the work ethic to go along with the way we want to play. And if a player doesn't have that drive to cover every blade of grass for 90 minutes, they get found out in this side. They look very average. They could be great players in another team, but if they don't play to the way Gateshead play, they can look pretty poor in a Gateshead side. What's what? What I mean? What? Where do you want to tip? I mean, obviously, all fans want the, the you know for your club to go as far as possible. But you know, you've like you said, we were talking before. You've you've been through your your troubles. You've you've your existence has been threatened. You're now in the national league again. Like, what? Where do you hope this this might go now from here? And are you confident that it will that you will keep building? You know, even if you were to get relegated, do you think you've you've got the infrastructure and everything to bounce back and keep going? and foundations that have been put together through the soul and local businessmen that have got involved in the club that have all bought into the ethos of being a community club has put us in good stead even if we went down I think we'd keep a majority of the squad we'd carry on playing with the I think no one would ever want Mike Williamson to go um, apart from you know the, the, the Twitter trolls um, who always seem to make more noise than the, the people that want to see the team go forward. But if, if we could survive and become an established National League side, that would be fantastic. And then see if the fan base is growing. The the hardcore, you know, is about a thousand at the moment. You know, and twenty years ago it was about two hundred and fifty. Mm. You know, it's small steps, and the club have come massively far. I mean, we didn't expect to even have a club, let alone be back in the National League three years later and win the league in style. Um, and obviously, I mean, people have put here Macaulay Langstaff, uh, yeah, they've got Macaulay Langstaff and Scott all, uh, I have to say, look, we've, how many times we've been through that conversation, a club of all size has to sell to to, to move forward, yeah. you can't stand the way of players like that, but yeah, that's what we've got to do, we've got to be a club that finds talent, like Macaulay Langstaff and uh, Kedwin Scott, they benefited, we benefited, and they leave and we get a fee, um, and there's not many clubs do that, so if we can do that every couple of seasons and get a big one sold on, then more power to the club because that's the way it's got to be done. We, we, In the grand scheme of things, we are small fry, especially in the National League. Our budget is probably one of the smallest. So, and, you know, that, that reflects in the squad and the injuries, how they hamper us. I think I think it sometimes, like, it takes a bit of creativity, doesn't it, and long-term planning um, because, you know, we're in the shadow of Man United and Man City. You know, you can jump on a bus in Olden Town Centre and be outside the Etihad, literally what two minute walk to the Etihad in about 20, 25 minutes. So we're we're not far at all from City. We're probably very geologically the same with all yeah. in world because obviously we've got you can see St James's from the back of um, yeah. Gated Stadium. We've got Sunderland not far away, and of course with the. The attention on Newcastle United at the moment, of course, getting to a cup final as well, yeah. plus the feel-good factor the new owners have brought in. It, it's, it can be a struggle, but Gated haven't tried to steal any identity. We've got our own. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to steal fans, say, come here, it's better than this or that. It's lend your support, come along. Why not see Gated take on such and such? They're doing it the right way. And, um, you know, things like this, it's like we mentioned before we came on air, what podcasts can do. Even if we entice one person a season to come along, if they've seen the podcast, then that's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's it's just baby steps and hopefully the club can take bigger steps when it's in a better place to do so. Well, to answer your question, yes, I want to win the league and be fighting against all of them and wreck them. And, but we haven't got the money. Yeah. So unless we decide that we want to, like you go out on a limb, Put the club at risk. Yeah, we'd love to do that. Yeah, but 
after losing your club three year ago or four, nearly four year ago, to where we are now. Back, I mean, we shouldn't have been relegated, and and then South End got their money troubles, as we all know. And I, I'll be very surprised, even if South End finish in the playoffs. I don't even that think the league allowed them to play them. Yeah, I don't think the league would allow them to play them if if, if it isn't all um you know sorted financially off the pitch. Um, we've got lots of messages coming in. Please don't worry, I will read them out uh throughout the show. Just I want to get them in in at the right time, uh, and things like. What about I've... Hogan anyway? How's Hogan playing? Uh, yeah, he's doing all right. Um, he, he he got a bad injury early on in the season. He was out for a good ten weeks. So um. Yeah, that was when we had like we had some bad luck. We had him and we had Hallam Hobb when we played Chesterfield at home, got battered off one of the Chesterfield players in the car park after the game. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, broke his jaw and all that kind of stuff. So we had a bit of a, a rough run. But yeah, I mean Hogan's um doing all right. We've just signed a lad called Yarni at, at centre half who's made a massive difference. He's really good, really big, strong, mobile. So that makes life a lot easier for, for Hogan. Um, you know, he's the captain of the club and I don't he, think we've seen the best of him yet, but... Um, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a solid, he's a solid performer. He'll not let you yeah. down. That's a, that's what you get from Hogan. He yeah. was quite confused with us. It was a devastator when he left, but you could you understood why. Um, we've got uh, Christopher Story has put, which gates of players have impressed Matt so far in the two games he's watched against us? Uh, I'm, I, you know what? I'm, I'll be dead honest with you. I'm all plus at like knowing who's who. And I sit right on the back row of the, of the stand uh, behind the goal, and uh, my eyes aren't what they were. So I tend to struggle to see who's who, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't really know um, individually. But like I said earlier on, I, I have been impressed in the two games that I've seen um, by how well you pass the ball. And we are the worst football inside that I've seen this season. <laughs> Yeah, our passing, our passing yeah, to be honest. Is, honestly, our passing is terrible. We cannot string pa- passes together. We can't play the ball out from the back through the midfield and to the forwards. We give it away all the time. We're at our best when we played like we did in the second half against Gateshead on Tuesday. When we when we do a high press, we pinch the ball in the opposition's half, and then we we play amongst our forward players who, who were better on the ball, and that's how we're better off. You know, it's, it's hard to keep that up for ninety minutes, but like that's how we're best best off playing um i was you know i, I saw a tweet uh, someone had tweeted actually and they, they tweeted that uh, in his opinion the four best football insides he's seen in the national league this season were Notts county wheelstone altrincham and gateshead actually with a fourth uh and all four of those sides have passed us off the park when we played and wheelstone came to our place and beat us 2-1 yeah. Notts county down at their place on boxing day annihilated us um and Altrincham beat us 1-0 and, and, and passed us off the park as well. So there is a lot of work to do at Oldham, but we do have some quality now. And like uh, against Maystone on, on Saturday, we scored two really good goals, two, two quali- it was two bits of quality in a really, really dire game. So like I said, I'm, I'm, my apologies for, for not being well up on the gate. One of your brethren has pulled you out the, out the cloth with that one. Uh, Keza has put, I'd like to see a Conta looks a good player. Other than, uh, than not having noticed any standouts, just a solid team of togetherness, really. So, yeah, yeah. Conter has been just absolutely fantastic. He's on loan from Middlesbrough at the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. number 42, isn't it? The, the, the striker who, who he scored a, a, no, scored no. a goal, didn't he? Um, yeah, he's a midfielder, but he, he scores from outside the box. It, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a party yeah. trick. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable the goals he scored from outside the box. They've all been uh, 
eye-catching ones. But uh, it's, yeah. like, sorry, it's like you were saying before, though, like with the teams that are on the way down. I mean, if you can keep enough players fit, from what I've seen in those two games, I think you've got every chance of of, of, of staying up by from by what I've seen because there are teams in free fall and like so you look like you've got enough in the way of confidence and, and, and ability. So we'll just have to see. Hopefully, you'll start after Tuesday though. Um, we've got another message from an Oldham fan here. I think he's an Oldham fan, Isaac Mulholland. Uh, fans, would you like to get a new stadium if the club could get enough money? It's a strange one because me and Mickey, we've been following Mickey more than me, but I'm 25 years plus into following Gated, and um, it's always been our home, so we're used to it with a running track. There's the pros and cons, of course, it's always tried to be you know looked into with Graham Wood as chairman, and I would imagine you know it's it's probably something as a pipe dream for the club at the minute but our big worry is is that kids council are really struggling financially uh they're closing the local ledger centers there is going to be a review on what they're doing with gated stadium in june as with all of the facilities in gated run by them so you know it's a it's a strange conundrum we don't know what's going on at the minute i'd like to stay there because i don't think we could afford to move and buy somewhere it's get the club stable first you don't know any um, any royal families that have just invested in businesses in the town, do you? No, no, not at all. Well, and, like and now that. the king of Oldham, Matt, apparently he's going to put loads of money in. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> don't know about that, mate. There's not enough to go around Oldham, I'm afraid. But, you know, it, it is crazy when you've got... I think this is what I was going to say before about being creative. You've got that massive club and football, the passion for football in, in Newcastle is ginormous. And, and, you know, and it's almost like they're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, aren't they? Like, they're going to get, like, mm-hmm. ridiculously big now with all that finance. And and and, and so I think Gates said do offer something that unique that you can't get at, at Newcastle. Uh, but I think I think that stadium is, uh, I mean, it puts, I think it puts me off the idea. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it looks a bit, the away fan, uh, where they put them in the far stand, there's no roof on it. So if you yeah. come in December and it's, chucking down with rain yeah. I would that on anybody but yeah I mean personally from from the technical way I stand I think you get a great view of the pitch it, you're not that far away from it I know it, it can be alien if you're used to being at a smaller ground where you're on top of the players it'll feel like you you know you've been transported back 100 miles mm. but I, I quite like it myself I'm I, I'm not it's uh it's all right I know it's not everyone's cup of tea I'm gonna see you you just said you sit in the back of your stand at Oldham. You come up to the game on Tuesday, you sit in the stand on the far side. You'll be able to sit there and you'll be able to see the whole game from where you're sitting. And it'll be no worse a seat than the one you've got at Oldham. Mm. Apart from the running track, of course. But the view from the, the ground is where you can see the whole pitch is amazing. Mm. The only time you had to remember, can you remember there for your cup tie when you went the bottom corner? Yeah, that was that was cool. each other. That's a bit different altogether. Yeah, but if you're in, in the stand at the side, you've got a great view of the game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, but no, it should, it should be a great game. Uh, what I will uh, ask you if you can, because sh- we do put the commentary out online as well. It's not just on National League TV. It's obviously it's carried on National League TV. So if there's any fans that can't afford to get that or can't afford to get up, um, you're welcome to join us on the Hidomi podcast bringing you full uh, live match commentary, interactive like this is as well. So it'd be great to have you all uh, send in messages and we'd love to hear from uh, any uh, Oldham fans as well. As Kez has put, I wasn't a fan of his, uh, I wasn't mad on his celebration though. What was that? Because we've seen a load of grief online about uh, <laughs> contest celebration. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that they hadn't been getting grief from from our end, as far as I was aware. They were just uh, yeah. But then he got he got the reaction. I think he wanted from the fans anyway. They all they all gave <laughs> yeah. a bit of grief, which is so so. It's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's going to do it, he's going to get grief, isn't he? So I yeah. mean, but yeah, but uh, you reap what you sow, as the saying is. You, uh, you certainly do. Uh, but we're all about building friends here on the Heat Army podcast. And uh, Dean, it's been absolute pleasure to talk to you, um, getting to know a little bit more about Oldham and what's been happening down there. And we say this to everybody, uh, good luck for the rest of the season, just not on Tuesday night. You too, you too, lads. I mean, we we got to win. Win one each and draw one, and I think that's fair enough, isn't it? So... No, we'd have two wins in a row. What I will say, any Oldham fans coming up on Tuesday night, the schooner pub just down the road from the from the uh, from the ground. It's about ten five, ten minute walk. Go down there, you've got guest beers on and there's plenty of nice food there. So if you want something to eat before the game, go there. And the pies are gated. You love the pies. Oh, yes. music to our fans ears that Mickey. Go, yeah, so, definitely, definitely. Enjoy but, um, yourselves. It's gonna be cold, but you're you're from the north, so we're kinda of put people off from the north. Well, as soon as we see it from the south, they shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Thank you very much, Dean. And uh, hopefully we can speak to you again uh, next season if we're still in the same league. Hopefully. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thanks for having me on, Take care, Matt. Watch me, Dean, bud. Right. There we go. That was Matt Dean. Absolutely fantastic to speak to him. We've got lots of messages. We will go through them. Uh, I'm going to quickly play a message on how to... Um, <laughs> Say, follow our social media and like and subscribe all of that good stuff so uh, when we come back we're going to be talking about Tony Lee and Gates FC ladies and uh, of course if anyone was at South End give us a bell Apparently they were harmed by the nana. She's sick to death of them in Wooler at the minute. Um, <laughs> I think my daughter's been a little bit cheeky. Uh, she's getting to that age um, where she thinks she can answer back. And uh, and nana was having none of it. Um, before we go on to talk about Tony Lee, let's talk about the ladies. There they are today. Oh, cele- oh, 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 there we go. Celebration photo after the game. Fantastic result. We spoke to Hugo and Rusty through the week as well as Lindsay and Dion. And they've went out and done us proud again. Eight two winners, Mickey. Yeah, played really well. Uh, very competitive game as well. Um, there was a, a few few uh, tempers flaring the day. I must admit, um, but the the lasses have stayed disciplined uh, and played really well. Um, I've got to say, uh, Bishop Oakman's equaliser. Uh, free kick, Carly had no chance. Yeah, it was a and right over the oh, into the top corner, absolutely worldy. Um, but Creed, Creed got five, Livy got three, uh, and it was a really good performance. Um, no, well, wasn't with the way they played. Um, me and Jamie have the unofficial man of match. Now we'll go through it. And funny we were saying, well, this one's played well, that one's played well, that one's played well, this one's played really well, that one's played... And 
And you, how can you ignore Crid when she's got five goals? I mean, Crid played absolutely phenomenal again. But they all did today. Yeah. And given one person, man in the match, I mean, Crid did play well. Don't get us wrong. Um, but yeah, people are going to say, well, she scored five goals, but you kind of ignored her performance with the five goals. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Livy scored an absolute raking hat trick as well. And she's unlucky not to get man of the match. Sophie played really well. There's a lot of, it was a real team performance. And I, I could see uh, Carl and Hugo were equally happy at the end. Uh, and long may it continue. We've got a week off now because mm-hmm. um, they're not playing next week. It's their turn to miss a game. And I'm not even sure who we've got the, the following week, to be fair, because. I don't think we're meant to be playing the day and the game was rearranged. Yeah. So, but... It's, it's worked out really well, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, they're clicking so well. Good, good. That's what we want. And hopefully we can uh, get some of the highlights up when they get them and uh, we'll be able to show them each week, which would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, poor Lindsay was ill, so Lindsay didn't play the day. Jess Douglas has got a knock, so she couldn't play the day. And but it's we've got a decent squad and it's coming it's coming on really well and it's uh it really really is coming together. Um the partnership with front with Jess and Crid and Livy is just amazing. And you've got other lasses who are, who are chumming at the bit together in the side as well and they are yeah. decent players as well. Nice one, nice one. Well, we've got a mess from Kenwood. So, what a great idea having a show on a Sunday as the TV is rubbish. Uh, <laughs> if we don't win on Tuesday, we're in big trouble. Look, there's a there's a long lot of games to be played, and there's a lot of teams in free fall around us. We can't win every game. We know that, um, but you know that's a game. There's a, a six point there. It would be nice to get that three. It points. would. It would be nice to get it and uh, hopefully get ourselves out I'm there. Really worried about the strength of our team. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. Uh, See what we've got there. We've got um shout out to Conta. Yes, uh, we've got uh Cow Daily. I'm looking forward to your commentary coming back uh in this uh, run of home games. It's sorry, what's it? It's well seen the levels of quality compared to the way coverage has been absolutely dire. I'll not comment. Um Boyle Sports uh won't be at the Oldham game on Tuesday because on holiday, but I'll be there for Chesterfield. Good, good. Hopefully we can get everybody there and support. Remember, drag your friends along. Um, which, where we've got a message here from guys. I'm in neutral. I think Maidstone are done. Other teams that uh, that relegation race looks open. Who do you think will go down? Look, there's a lot of teams in free fall. There's a lot of teams that could turn it around at the minute. I think it could be any of eight teams or even nine teams could go down. Uh, you know, maybe even a little bit higher. I think you know, it's such an open one. It's going to be whoever just doesn't get the goals. So sadly, I think that's what it's going to be. But to pick out, of, there's, there's a lot of bad teams there at the minute, a lot of inconsistent teams, and we'll just have to see how it's going. Um, oh, Someone asked, where's Davy Steele? Well, he's come down cold. Um, with a cold, he thinks it might be COVID. Hopefully it isn't. So hopefully he's um, he's sitting there watching and uh, you know having a laugh and a giggle. Uh, with us, so we'll have him back soon. Hopefully, we might... penguin flu. Yeah, um, his penguin flu. That's where it is. It's caught up with him late. Um, be lovely seeing the team back at home. It will. Uh, hopefully, oh, we can get a win. Sorry, 
How long does it feel since we had a home game? I know it's crazy, and the miles that are stacked up, you know, over two thousand. York only two points above us, and we have a game in hand, so we can catch teams. Yeah, it's look, it's 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 not all doom and gloom, but if we can get a point, disappointing uh, result on Saturday's shame about Aaron Martin's red. Yeah, uh, it is. It is a real shame. But um, before we get back onto that, uh, just like that, we mentioned it a little bit earlier on. Uh, sadly, we lost uh, a lovely man, uh, me and Mickey. Mickey had more interactions with him than me. I, I, I talked to him a fair bit in his second stint as manager. Um, lovely man. We had his son on, Graham Lee. Uh, was it earlier in this season or the back end yeah. of last season? Um, to talk about, because obviously he, was, he wasn't he was in great health then. We wanted just to, you know, talk about how, you know, how much, how loved he was at Gateshead. Sadly, you see, he has passed away um, and his son, Anthony Lee and Graham Lee have been posting lots of things on Twitter. And if anyone's got any messages, just to, you know, send them now, we'll, we'll read them out and put them up on screen. Because I mentioned earlier on, in life, we we give people their flowers and applaud it's when they're gone. We were lucky enough to be able to speak to Graham, as I mentioned just before there, about, you know, how great uh his dad was tony and you know how beloved he was around the northeast scene not just at gateshead you know he achieved some amazing things as a football manager and um you know just a, a great miss to to football and his family especially but uh, uh, the, the biggest comment i can, I can pay tony lee is uh yes he was a good football manager but he was an even better man yeah, um, he he had time for everybody, didn't he? Uh, he loved to talk football. Didn't matter if it was just about if it was about Gated or everyone else. So you obviously very proud of um, Graham's so, achievements yeah. in football. You know, he, he was at Chef Wed when uh, he was manager at Gated, so he was always looking out for the Chef Wed results. You know, he just loved his football. He was a proper football man. Um, you know, your classic football man. It didn't matter if he was watching a Sunday league game or a Premier League game he, he, he just loved it and um, yeah, not only that he loved his family because uh, he'd always talk about them talk about Graham you know we had a, we were fortunate enough back then to be travelling on the team bus because the club was trying to save money and things like that you know and got to speak to, um, to, to obviously the players and himself but I mean things didn't work out fantastically for him of course he was you know relieved of duties and stuff but the, a lot of that team that he assembled the Steve Salvins of this world that he brought into the football club were magnificent signings players that we hadn't heard of or didn't think they were capable of the things that they did in a gated shirt and that was down to Tony Lee um, and I just I, you know, I was really sad when I seen that he had passed away and I yeah, just, me, yeah, me daughter is named after him for God's sake what's the biggest compliment you could probably pay him yeah, and as I said, there was a lovely touch at Middlesbrough as well. I seen um, the Suns had shared it. I think it was on the seventy fifth minute. There was a round of applause during the game, and a picture of Tony put up in his prime, up on the on on the uh, on the the screen there at the Riverside. So well done to Middlesbrough. I think there's a, a nice celebration of a, a, a fantastic man and a, and a great footballing personality in the northeast, and he'll be greatly missed. Absolutely, Definitely. and my so. heartfelt condolences to. Yeah, Graham and Anth, uh, and all all their families and friends and mm -hmm. Tony Lee's friends, because he's a he will be sorely missed. Absolutely yes. devastating news. 
You certainly will. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, all the things that are happening this week. Obviously, we've got the two games coming up away to Maidstone. That's going to be a tough one on Saturday. And uh, well, we'll probably be, actually we'll leave the Maidstone one. We'll, we'll concentrate on Oldham predictions, get them in. And uh, we'll be back with you just after this. Hello, everybody. Remember to like and subscribe and share the show. Yes, get liking this video on Facebook and on YouTube, please. It really does help us. And uh, if you want to send in a comment, please do. You can still send messages uh, for Tony Lee uh, and also anything you want to talk about. the game. Were you at the game as well yesterday down at Southend? We spoke about it a little bit briefly before there. Look, the things that were going on down there, I thought might have overshadowed the game a little bit, might have give us a little bit of a chance. We'll never know if the red cards would have changed the result if we had a, kept a, a, you know the, the eleven men on the pitch, but um, yeah, it's it, it, it was a with the results that happened around us, it wasn't that bad a result. Um, but good, looking it wasn't forward, catastrophic was it? It wasn't catastrophic. Well, as we mentioned, teams are in free fall at the moment, and you know if we can pick up a point, uh, you know in the next game, uh, that would be you know really really good. So hopefully we can keep doing that. Um, so yeah, we've got lots of people following us on Twitter as well. Keep doing it at heed underscore army if you'd like to follow us on Twitter and you get updates of when we are putting up commentary and things like that and the next show because we've been a little bit sporadic of late, but we will be back eight o'clock Wednesday night at uh, Thursday night. Uh, eight o'clock is the new time going forward because I've got to try and keep my daughter uh, in bed because she keeps getting up saying I'm too loud. And then, coincidentally, our bedroom's above where I broadcast and that I talk pretty loud. Uh, so we've got some predictions coming in here. We've got nil-nil from Isaac Mulholland. We've got a 3-1 win by Mr. Luke Ken Harper. But happy one nil Gated. I'll take all of these and um, we stay positive 3-2 win, oh, which is after a goal fest live. Oh, yeah. God, getting too excited. I wonder what Darren's doing in the middle of the Irish Sea. He'll be thinking, oh, just let's let's get by, get by. No injuries and suspensions and a point uh, and three would be even better. But yeah, keep sending them predictions. It'll be absolutely fantastic. Um, of course, Gated at home on Tuesday night. Uh, I don't know if the corporate does have any more uh, upgrades available, but if you'd like to go to corporate, we're putting this out. The club hasn't asked us to do this, by the way. We're just doing it to help support the club. Any little thing that we'll push, we'll push anything from the soil as well. If they send us it, we'll put it all out. And uh, of course, if you haven't already followed GTFC Ladies, there is their Twitter handle there and you'll get their, all their results and news about fixtures on their Twitter. So keep that going. And uh, of course, if you've got any more messages for Tony Lee, so sadly no longer with us, uh, we'll read those out. I think it's only appropriate that we we do that. Um, more messages coming in. Two nil to Gator says um, Christopher Story. Sam Pendleton has put two one. Um, we've got here. Good to see the ladies are doing really well. When's the next fixture, Mickey? It's uh, two weeks today, actually, but I don't know who we're playing. I haven't right. looked. Um, and might, know, the, was, might the elite game being arranged in the, in that time? Because obviously they weren't supposed to be playing yesterday either, were they? Uh, very the much doubt it. Ah. Oh, well, well, we will keep posted, but follow the KSFC Ladies uh, Twitter page and you will see uh, what is going on there. And uh, Darren Walden's put 2-1 wins for the next two games. I'll tell you what, I will swim out the Irish Sea and give you a kiss and cuddle if that happens, Darren. I'll be Darren Walden of it. I, I'll get the Lord. So oh. when he's, he's swimming across that... That Mickey, Irish sea, I can sit and laugh my heat off. Mickey, Mickey, I've been waiting years for saying that you'll grease me up. 
Um, <laughs> my wife's not in. You know, I can say what I want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here first. We're getting greased up on the next episode on Black Get in. Ready to go out there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you can keep sending them messages. We've got about 10 minutes left there. Uh, saved. But, um, no, it, it's hopefully hopefully say we, we get castro back uh to being involved up front harris as well he, he deserves a start uh, he obviously missed out the past few games through illness uh you know i was on the bench the other day he probably he's, will start on Saturday, tuesday yeah and look the lad scoring goals um you know his confidence is rising it's, let's not forget he's still a very young lad and you know there's time to develop and I, i'm you know i'm not going to sleep macaulay langstaff but he wasn't the macaulay langstaff that we sold was the one that came in in his first stint. So there's time to develop. That's that's all I'm saying. Let's get behind all these lads. Oh, hang on one second. Uh, only enough room. Uh, uh, we've enough seals in our oil houses already. <laughs> oh. I'm going to put me on full screen so I can show the shocking dismay that you think I'd be like a fat seal. <laughs> I'm more of a love slug anyway. Um, <laughs> work me way into the bedroom. Uh, right, uh, we've got uh, oh, we've got a message yet. Wonder how many Alden will bring up on Tuesday night, thinking there might be a fair few. Hopefully, there is. We get a good atmosphere uh, and uh, live Alden's put bit rude pet. Uh, there was a message earlier on from Alden fan here. Sorry, I didn't bring it up further. Best boozer for away fans to come down on Tuesday. Schooner, Mickey. It's just down behind the stadium. You'll be able to Google it. It's a t- five, ten minute walk if you're good on your feet, if that. And uh, lovely food as well if you get here early yeah. in the afternoon. Go down there. It's on the bank of the river. Uh, get yourself down. And uh, as I say, they are going to be doing a fundraising night as well at the schooner. Um, the Gated Soul. I did see a post about that. So if we can get some information sent across from the Gated Soul, we will push that to the hilt. And uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. So yeah, keep it keep it going, everybody. Keep it going. Remember, please do share the podcast as well. And if you're at the match day, tell your friends. Say, come on, have you watched it yet? Get them in. It might not be everyone's cup of tea. That's fair enough. That's life. Um, but if you if they want to give us a go, tell them to give us a go. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's exactly what they look like. Cheers. Um, so they look, <laughs> look like a shaven head, slightly plump. 40 year old 41 year old man it's nice to know that i've uh, mastered that look isn't it um so <laughs> yes Ooh. i know oh, oh you know what it is uh, uh we've got here yeah, uh, uh he'd won and <laughs> he'd won nil uh last minute winner from a corner header story i'll take that i'll take that um uh, see, i would have uh, believed it until he said from a corner yeah was it? Uh, <laughs> you will be getting bored. Oh, there we go. That's from Liv. We're not going to get bored. Um, yeah. So as I say, we'll leave it for another five minutes. Anyone wants to get some messages, any comments on anything that we haven't covered so far? Of course, we talked about South End. Were you there? Uh, Oldham preview predictions. You want to get them in? Your thoughts on that? Of course, Tony Lee. There, the sort of side passing the gated ladies. And uh, and also we've mentioned it a couple of times in previous shows, but if you'd like to try and get along and experience the corporate for a lovely slap-up dinner before the game and get a sit in the comfy seats, and also you'll get to speak to Tony Carter when he's walking around in his lovely suit. Uh, so there we go. It's, uh, it's you know, 
hopefully a positive show today. Uh, so it wasn't the result we wanted yesterday, but we look forward to Tuesday and think, you know, hey, we can hopefully get something out of this. What's your prediction? Uh, it's just for going to my prediction. Corner or free kick, not fussed. I think it'll be a hard 4 to one either side. I think there's going to be goals in it, but I think uh, whoever scores first will go on to win. As you know, I, I kind of predicted uh, when I do a prediction, I won't go against your team. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mega, um, mega optimistic and go three-one against. Well, that would be very, very nice. Hopefully, wouldn't it? It would be uh, amazing. Um, right. Well, I think uh, that's probably it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call it there. It's been a, it's been a lovely show. Thank you to Matt Dean joining us from. Uh, the Boundary Pod... Oh, I better get the name of this podcast right because uh, I'm terrible for remembering things, so I'll just quickly get it, and then we'll... Um, the Boundary Park Alerts... Um, oh, it hasn't brought, up, hasn't brought up the full thing. The Boundary Park Alert System podcast, and I think I might be on that on Wednesday night, uh, so talking to them after the game. So, uh, yeah, lovely to have them on. I'd say they've, they've been through the mill, but they've come out the other side, so big thank you to them for coming on Uh See, we're building bridges all over the National League and are in the footballing community. So uh, see, it's nice to keep it going. And oh, we've got a couple of messages that have come in. Uh, I hope the team stay positive on Tuesday and forget about yesterday's result. Look, that'll be in the past now. Mike won't let them dwell on yeah. that. We, they'll be looking forward and concentrating on this. I remember when Oldham were in the Premier League. Well, I'm glad he didn't say that. Oh, just, to rub it in, just to rub it in. Great show again, lads. It certainly was. I know I'm, I'm very proud of this one. Right, on that note... Proud of Mickey as well. He's gorgeous. Look at him. Right. Uh, we're off to go and get um, me greased up. So we'll see you next time, Mickey. And uh, see, I hope you've got warm hands. Oh, look at them fingers. Right. Ciao. <laughs> see you later.